Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, June 3rd, 2021. Might there be signs of life in the bipartisan infrastructure talks? We'll discuss that, plus a big announcement from the Biden administration on vaccine diplomacy. And finally, the race for New York City mayor heats up at a fiery debate. At any given moment in these ongoing negotiations between the Biden administration and Senate Republicans, this is either moving towards a path where a bipartisan deal is possible or the two sides are so far apart, there's no chance whatsoever for a deal. At any given moment, you can have people telling you both versions of that. But what we learned today of what took place in yesterday's meeting between President Biden and the lead Republican Senate negotiator, Shelley Moore Capito of West Virginia, is that Biden's going a long way to trying to make a deal here. So as you know, he's already brought down the overall price tag by about half of what he originally proposed, circling around this top line of a trillion dollars. Now, the Biden team has made clear they want that to be in new spending. And Senate Republicans have made clear they're not interested in quite that much new spending on infrastructure. But one of the biggest roadblocks to date has been how is it going to get paid for no matter what the top line number is? Joe Biden really wanted to raise the corporate tax rate in order to pay for his infrastructure plan. That, Mitch McConnell and other Senate Republicans have said, is a total red line that they're not willing to cross. Well, looks like Joe Biden is coming a little bit to the Republicans saying, "Okay, I'll think of another way to pay for this. So apparently behind closed doors, the president offered a different pay for, which is to charge a minimum corporate tax of 15 percent. The goal here is to try and get some money out of those incredibly wealthy corporations who seem to avoid any kind of tax liability whatsoever under the current tax code. So this isn't touching the corporate tax rate, but it is saying that a company like Amazon that could get away with paying nothing actually is going to have to meet a minimum corporate tax of at least 15 percent. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki addressed this piece of the proposal today from the podium. The president did a thorough review of all of the tax reforms he's proposed, many of them on the campaign. So he talked about this on the campaign, and he looked to see what could be a path forward uh, with his Republican colleagues on this specific negotiation. So what's really going on here? Well, we'll know more tomorrow after there's a follow-up meeting between Biden and Shelley Moore Capito, as this clearly is a trial balloon out there to see what kind of response it gets. But here's what we know. Joe Biden is doing everything to publicly show he wants a bipartisan deal. Now, at the end of the day, he may not get a bipartisan deal. The Republicans just may not come on board. But this is now a game, a strategic game of how do you walk away from these negotiations and still come out a winner? For Joe Biden, the calculus is 
look like you are bending over backwards to try and get a Republican on board or enough Republicans on board for a successful bipartisan deal, and that if that falls apart, that it will look like the Republicans are being unreasonable, that you came so far in the negotiation towards the Republicans and they still walked away, and then you can turn to Joe Manchin and say, see, I did what you wanted. I tried everything possible to get a bipartisan deal. Now I need you to come along with the Democratic-only strategy to get this across the finish line. That's what you're seeing at play right now in these infrastructure negotiations that may come to a head next week, although there seems to be a disconnect. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg said next week is sort of a hard deadline. Bipartisan deal or Democratic version alone? Jen Psaki today in the White House briefing indicated no such hard deadline exists. Now, here's what else matters today. The United States may hopefully be reaching the final stages of this pandemic, but coronavirus continues to rage across many countries around the world. And today, the Biden administration announced a framework to share at least 80 million COVID-19 vaccine doses with the rest of the world by the end of this month. In a statement today, President Biden laid out his motivation, saying, quote, we are sharing these doses not to secure favors or extract concessions. We are sharing these vaccines to save lives and to lead the world in bringing an end to the pandemic with the power of our example and with our values. This is vaccine diplomacy. And the administration has been under some pressure to step up its diplomatic game when it comes to vaccines. Of that 80 million that they're going to try to get out the door this month, the first 25 million doses will include Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer, and Moderna vaccines. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said that the U.S. is prioritizing, quote, helping our neighbors. And they're going to work through COVAX, which is funded by donations from governments, multilateral institutions, and foundations. And it looks like this will be a pretty popular move with the American public. In a brand new Kaiser Family Foundation poll, two-thirds of Americans believe that the United States should be playing at least a major role, if not a leading role, in distributing vaccine around the world. And finally today, it's time to tune in to the New York City mayoral election if you haven't. The city is less than 20 days away now from the Democratic primary, and the winner of that is likely to be the next New York City mayor, often referred to as the second toughest job in politics. And things are really starting to heat up. Last night, eight candidates went face-to-face -face at their first in-person debate. Everything was on the table from rising crime to education to city budgets to emerging the city from the pandemic. But two of the frontrunners, Andrew Yang and Eric Adams, gave some of the most heated exchanges last night as they went after each other on issues like corruption charges as well as a lack of experience in government. Just to remind you, Andrew Yang, a businessman, he ran for president in 2020 for the Democratic nomination. He came up short there, of course. And Eric Adams is a retired former police captain in the New York City Police Department, and he's the current Brooklyn Borough president. Here's a clip of one of their back and forth exchanges. Three out of four shootings in Brooklyn are going unsolved right now. You're the Brooklyn Borough president. 
you know, the problems have been getting worse around you while you've been running for mayor and raising money from your friends in real estate. You just started discovering violence when you were running for mayor. You started discovering the homeless crisis when you're running for mayor. You can't run from the city, Andrew, if you want to run the city. I was here on the ground for 35 uninterrupted years. You know you were not. Why should we trust you now? Since this is the first time in a New York City mayoral race that voters are going to use ranked choice voting, listing their top five preferences in order for mayor, in a ranked choice system, the idea is that you need to appeal to more people than just those who are going to vote for you as their first choice. You want to be people's second and third choice as well. So it's not clear if this kind of exchange is going to be helpful to these two frontrunners in the race. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.